You got dogs. Oh, it's Clover. It's Clover? Yeah. It is Clover. Yeah, she's injured. Yeah, I have a whole bag of them just ready to go. For the Halloween ones I got for the zero dogs that showed up. Amazing. In theory, Keegan, we are live right now. In Woo! theory, people can hear us. Although, I need somebody in chat to confirm that you can hear both of us. Okay, I'm just going to talk and see if I can hear me. Okay, cool. Josh has confirmed that we are, in fact, live, so that's good. Yep, and I can hear myself, uh, which is less than ideal, so now I'm going to close the window. Okay. okay. Looks like there we might have pulled this off. Yeah, look at us go. We know what we're doing. I am very quiet, says. You just have to yell. That's what we're hearing. I'm here to yell. I'm here to yell. Okay. Cool. Excellent. We're here. We're live. Uh, welcome to the first coffee break. Coffee break is a thing that I wanted to do to talk to my cool friends who are game designers. Uh, when I realized that Discord was just way too much for me. Uh, I tried <laughs> I tried joining a bunch of Discords and I was like, nope, can't do this. Can't keep up with it. So I could barely keep up with my own, but I like talking with people. So I wanted to just spend my Sunday mornings drinking coffee, enjoying this, well, my coffee this morning is not very good, but enjoying the coffee in theory, but enjoying the company. I'm uh, here today for the very first coffee break with none other than Keegan. Keegan, can you introduce yourself for folks? Yeah, I'm uh, Keegan. I do uh, indie game design. You can find me at KeeganExe.com or basically anywhere on the internet at KeeganExe. Nice, 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 nice. What are you drinking, Keegan? Uh, I'm drinking an iced coffee from Trader Joe's with way too much cream in it. Um, it tastes like milk. It's great. <laughs> right before we started, you said that you get like you buy your constant, like you buy concentrate in like gallons. Yeah. Do you get it from Trader <laughs> buy, Joe's? Yeah, I buy whatever the biggest one they have is, or I buy a chameleon coffee because it's with the organic food place down the street from where I work has. Maybe I should do that because I go to Trader Joe's for groceries and I never thought about buying concentrate. I have the most complicated way of making cold brew and it's worth it, but it takes literally eight hours to make that. I have to watch it throughout the day. It's a Kyoto dripper. It's very cool, mm -hmm. but it's Not like, I have to babysit <laughs> it all day. I, if I have to spend more than like two minutes making coffee, it's not worth it's it. Not I'll just drink it. water. <laughs> pass. Big old pass. Excellent. Well, how's your Sunday going so far? I know it's early. I literally just woke up. Perfect. <laughs> I'm good, though. Excellent. I hope everybody else is having a good Sunday or whatever day or time it is for you, because daylight savings time just hit here, so I don't understand time anymore. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I was very confused when Joe was like, yeah, the clocks are moving yesterday. I was like, okay, cool. If my alarm wakes me up, I don't care. <laughs> just the phrase, the clocks are moving, is a very, like... Like, I get horror vibes from that. Like, out, out of context, just like the clocks are moving. You're like, oh, that's unsettling. What we should do instead is draft a horror game around that right now. We should. <laughs> that's the name of the game. The clocks are moving. We could, we could learn from, like, Ark and other games that use, like, real time as their, mm -hmm. their main component. Sweet. Sweet. Um, well, I mean, I'm down to talk about the clocks are moving, but I'm also, you know, normally with this, I don't like have like a plan of something to talk about, but there is something that you and I 
have been meaning to talk about, which would be interesting, which is the yeah. concept of West Marches. Yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. Because, like, I've got your book right here, In Extremis. Woo! It's very That's good. That's nice. I don't even have my book right here. <laughs> I I keep... I keep all the books that I constantly reference on stream just right here because I got tired of getting up out of my seat and going to find <laughs> them. So I've got ex an extremist and gun and slinger and things like that right here. Nice. Josh likes the idea. Killer title idea for a horror game. The clocks are moving. Yeah, we'll have to come back. We, we, we'll have to circle back around yeah, to it. That's definitely, we're putting a pin in that and coming back. I love that idea. Yeah, one sec. I'm reading it right oh, here. Good, because I will forget it. 10 seconds from now yeah i have a so i keep a whiteboard next to me every time i stream so i can just jot things down real fast that is the closest so i am to prepared <laughs> it's a character sheet when i'm um you know playing a game otherwise it's just notes <laughs> that is very clever i do not do that at all i should definitely keep something handy clever it's been really helpful i did it fully on accident the first time i just had like had it next to me and i was like oh this is great it's just it stays with my laptop now nice well before we jump into west marches i'm just I'm just curious like what are you working on these days what have you been what have oh. you been up to yeah i'm working on dungeon delvers tv my like uh osr light uh dungeon delving game it's um it should be coming out in Seven days, which is asking oh, a lot for me right now. That's right, because you have like the you have all like a week planned, right? Yeah, I have a week, so I'm setting my itch. I I so every time there's been a creators weekend, I've been like, I'm not competing with everyone for this. I don't think it's good for me. I don't think it's great for everyone else. Um, so I normally set my my prices like I just double on them. I'm like, go buy from someone else. They need it more than me. Um, nice. So this week, I or that week, uh, starting on the 14th, I'm setting my itches cut to zero like they usually do during a creator's week, and I'm just running sales and stuff at a time when I don't have to compete with everyone. Uh, so it's like bootleg creator's week. But yeah, I'm dropping um, Dungeon Delvers. I might be dropping the new In Extremis supplement if I finish it on time, which is, again, asking a lot because I'm not done with Dungeon Delvers. <laughs> Uh, and I have a bunch of sales going on. I have a bunch of flash sales going on. I'm doing, I think, three streams that week. Um, and it's my birthday that week. So Dang. Dang, you're yeah. busy. <laughs> I've been planning this, like, in the background for months. <laughs> Are these, like, TPK streams or...? Um, we're doing Dungeon Delvers. Is go uh, The first time we play, it's going to be on Top Shelf. Or not top shelf. It's going to be on um, plus one exp. Is getting like the launch of it again, and then at the end of the week, I'm doing it on TPK. Nice, very cool, very exciting. That is a very yeah, busy like, week. <laughs> it's a very busy week, and it's also my birthday. Yeah, I was about to say. And in my head, I was like, "This will encourage people to you know buy things because I can be like, it's my birthday, buy my things." But also, then I planned my entire birthday week out as just doing work. And I'm sort of regretting that decision now, but we're too close to turn around. Right. The the ad copies out there, the, the promo image is out there. People have seen it. Yeah. And I'm like, we've already scheduled Top Shelf is on my birthday. Mm. Um, it's also the season finale of Top Shelf, um, oh, nice. which is nice. So it should be a big, exciting day. But yeah, truly just so much going on right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. 
I remember last time I was looking at the Dungeon Delvers um, stuff that you were messing around with like overlay or not overlay, but like uh, layout. And I think you were trying to mess with it to make it look like a Twitch overlay. Last time I think I saw something. Are you still yes. doing that? Oh yeah, I'm still doing it. It's, it's kind of soul sucking. Um, <laughs> that's why I haven't gotten it done. But I have the uh, Twitch partner guideline they give to um, brands and companies that are going to work with Twitch. That's like if this if you're you know making something alongside Twitch, these are the fonts you use. These are what things should look like. We like you know like two column layouts, not three or one column layouts. Uh, the fonts need to be between these sizes. Like okay. they have a they have a whole like really nice brand guideline that you could just find online. It's just a PDF. So I've been laying it out according to that, so it looks very much like Twitch. Um, but oh my god, come to find out, I just really hate corporate layout. <laughs> I was thinking like that. I mean that's nice to have the the guidance and things like that, but I guess also, do you find it like restricting at the same time? Like, is there like points where you're like, oh, I just really want to play with this, and then but it would be counter to. Luckily, Twitch's is already fairly playful. Like they have a lot of like, oh, you know, like repeat the same giant text forty times on this page. It's like okay, cool. So I can do some like cool typographic stuff with it. It also really cuts down on the need for illustrations which is nice because it's cheaper <laughs> um but um i don't know I, I haven't gotten back to it in a few weeks so i might just be in a better headspace now i think last time i was messing with it i still like was in the middle of getting a tooth removed and stuff so <laughs> i had some <laughs> extenuating circumstances last time i opened it the phrase pulling teeth for a task that you don't want to do is like literally applied to the situation that yeah, last month I went to the dentist five times, I think. Holy fuck. Um, yeah, I had an emergency visit to get a tooth removed because it had, like, shattered. And then my dog had to go to an emergency vet. My cat had to go to an emergency vet last month. So I don't know if it was actually as bad as it was in my head or if I just needed to not be working. I see. I see. That makes sense. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, you got a busy week coming up. What's the week again? Like, what's the exact date range that is all happening? You know, that's a great question. I think it's the 14th through the 21st. Uh, yes, it's the 14th through the 21st. I didn't just check my Twitter to know that. No, you just, that just manifested in your mind. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Excellent. Awesome. Keegan.exe and the no good, very bad week. <laughs> it was really a no good, very bad month. Yeah, that's, that sounds rough. That's a very spooky October you've had. <laughs> it really was. Um, speaking of spooky, mm -hmm. you, made a, you made a spooky game. Oh, I'm so good at this. I'm so good mm -hmm. at this. Uh, yeah, I love this. You made a spooky game. You made an extremist. I love an extremist. I was lucky enough to play it on stream with you. Um, mm -hmm. And I know you run like a regular game on your discord right on my discord yeah we skipped it for october for reasons previously discussed but we're getting back into it this month after um extreme weekend an in extremist weekend for sure yeah um, um so i want to know like how you set this up because i I've, i mentioned like the idea of doing something with nova as like a west marches thing because i have a similar idea of doing something like that with light eventually I remember mentioning that and you going, hey, I do that. <laughs> yeah. And we should so, talk about it. The inextricity. 
Ooh, the in extremist uh, West marches are set up um, off of the first supplement. So not what's in the book, but, um, uh, you know, little one to go with it. Um, and as players going from planet to planet, rescuing, like, different survivors of this uh, sort of, like, intergalactic war. Maybe we should explain uh, in extremist before I get too far into this. Just in no, I love the, just really <laughs> making it abstract for people who don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess um, so. Yeah, in extremists, you're necromancers, you're in space. There's been this big intergalactic war that's wiped out the other planets and has is approaching your direction. You all are sort of like the last holdout. Um, and everyone else in the galaxy is basically assumed to be dead at this point. Um, and that's the that's the real Cliff Notes version of this. Um, but yeah, so you're playing um, the West March's sets. All of the people are on a ship together in our group. Uh, I don't remember what the ship's named. Uh, it doesn't matter anymore. Um, but you're all on a big ship together, and you're going from place to place, uh, sort of like rescuing people off the planets. And as you rescue people, they give you more missions. They give you more information about other missions you might go on. But um, just the way it's set up is each week we play it, um, there's a bounty board with three bounties on it. Two of them will be returning from the previous week, and then a new one. Um, but each of them also has a like invisible time element to it. So when I first show, when they first show up, I roll a d6. That's how many weeks they will stay on the board. So if you don't get to the people fast enough, those missions just disappear. You're never able to rescue people, which locks you out of later content and stuff. Um, whereas if you if you do rescue them, every person you rescue later has a secondary mission attached to them, and then there's like a big final wrap-up mission for like the end of the campaign that's um all sort of set up for it and in this so like this i'm because i'm really curious about the structure that you like put together for this is the structure all existing in the supplement so like if somebody wanted to run the like a, a campaign like this like if if they just picked up the supplement would that give them the tools that you use or have you kind of crafted new tools for this um, so I have all of the missions and I have the basic setup of it, but I did not include the, the only thing I haven't included is that I do the time gated bit of it. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, otherwise those are all, um, the first in extremist supplement is just like, uh, Hey, here's the eight people you can rescue and the 16 missions attached to them. And then like a final mission at the end that has like specific things, different NPCs know about the location and what you're doing and stuff like that. Gotcha. Cool. So your West Marches sort of thing is working off of a a campaign that has a end game to it, right? Like a goal mm-hmm. of some sorts. And I think I think you and I briefly talked about this, and I've, I've kind of after after hearing that, thinking like, yeah, that makes sense. Because what oftentimes I find happens with like sandbox games or like West Marches style games is if there's no if there's no rails. It just mm-hmm. dies out eventually. It's just like you're just kind of. It's like the monster of the week sort of thing. You're showing up, you're doing the thing, but then like eventually people just stop getting interested in doing it because they're not seeing anything happen as a result of it. So yeah, I- that was always sort of the goal with this. Was that um, there's an end goal. It's not like you've saved the galaxy. It's that you've rescued the necessary people and you've opened. There's this like ancient temple that opens up just sort of randomly. And as you get in there with all these people, you can sort of, like, discover why they're in your galaxy, finally. Um, a big thing about an extremist is that no one knows why the Torbus is attacking. They've just showed up. They haven't communicated at all. They've just started wiping people out. Um, 
And it's sort of, you get to the end of it, it's like, okay, cool, we have better intel on them now. Um, and we're just ending there. It, it leaves it open where if I wanted to, you know, set a second set of missions after it, it could be fine to still. Um, you're not solving all the issues in the galaxy, but, like, it has a definite end point I'm working towards, at least. Yeah. Those damn Corvus, they showed up, huh? They showed up and they started messing <laughs> around with everything. Yeah, I don't know if you know about them. <laughs> they sound familiar. They sound familiar. I love that our games are all inherently connected to, <laughs> to each other now because of this. I love that the Corvus were supposed to be a placeholder because I was like, I can't think of an enemy name. And then I just started writing around them and I was like, there's no reason to move it now. I and now, it. like, every Lumen game has a Corvus. Yep. Every, every, every Lumen game has a crow of some kind. And mm -hmm. ours specifically have this group, the Corvus Dominion, who are just like, they're <laughs> just these space bullies who keep showing up and just fucking around, which is very funny. To yeah. Me. <laughs> so you play, like, so I'm curious when you do, like, your, your stuff, do you do it where it's, uh, like, an open call sort of thing where you just say, like, who wants to play this week? and Or, like... And then it's just like people sign up for it, or is, do you have like a core group and it's kind of like a campaign of the same people and they're just kind of choosing the the missions? Like I'm I'm curious, do you do the rotating cast thing? Um, we try to do the rotating cast thing. Um, functionally, the, my Discord's fairly small, so there's uh, the, the the possible cast of rotating people is fairly small. I think we have, I think it's like twelve people signed up overall for it. Mm -hmm. um, it's been two of the same people every week and then occasionally i'll get another person or two in it yeah um but like yeah it's 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 designed to be a rotating cast of people and that's sort of the thing the nice thing that hey you're on a ship with everybody who has signed up for the west marches is on this ship um you're just the only two being sent on this mission or you're the only like four so if it rotates it makes sense if it doesn't they just didn't need that person that day so it's still you know like everyone's there everyone knows what's going on still but um they just, you know, didn't happen to come help. I dig that. I like that a lot. I have, like, grand plans for something that's way more complicated with the West Marches thing, which, like, of course, I should not start with my grand plan. I should build up to it, but I just, I'm impatient and want to do something very big right away. Like, I, <laughs> I, lo I love the idea of, like, the time-gated missions that disappear. Like, I like that tech from, like, Blades or Band of Blades where... You get three missions, you choose one that you're going to actually do, one that you just roll an engagement roll on, and then the third you just fail. So you all have okay. to decide, like, one of these, we just, we lose this opportunity. The other one, we have the most agency over whether or not we succeed, because we're going to actually play it out. And the other one, we're leaving just to a roll of the dice. Yeah, that's nice. Which is kind of cool tech. I, I dig that. Um, And that's also, like, a, a troop-style thing, because you're characters are dying constantly but it is on rail so it's all about getting to that fortress at the end so i want and i want to i want to just tell you briefly what i'm interested in doing and you can tell me whether or not this is a bad idea or what if you have any initial thoughts about it yeah i mean if it's a bad idea i'm gonna love it so perfect <laughs> i'm the wrong person here to talk you out of doing something i want to do west marches so i'll talk about the nova version Although I, mm -hmm. the light version is interesting, too. They're kind of different. Uh, okay. The Nova version is you have a hub city. You're all going to build that city together. And then it's whatever whoever whatever sparks are available for that week or the sparks that are available. 
same sort of idea that you were describing, like a list of bounties that are available, like a list of jobs for the Sparks to take on. Not going to answer that right now. Sorry about that. Um, a sort of like hex map to represent the city and like the surrounding dusk around it, like getting more and more dangerous. And it's centered around the theme of hunting down these lunar shards. So you get sun shards out on the earth. There's lunar shards yeah. out there. They're fucked up. You want to destroy these things. Or you want to harvest them, bring them back home, because there's like a base building element to the game too. So like the the game is centered around like this idea of going on missions, choosing which missions you want to do because the missions provide like resources or assets or something like that or intel that you gather for your base building stuff. So you're like macro there's like two levels of play kind of like in Blades where it's like the job and then there's the downtime. But for me it's like tiers of play. So there's like the micro level which is the sparks on the mission. And then there's mm -hmm. the macro, which is now you play as not the Sparks anymore, but like the factions of this city. And you are making like bigger decisions about what to do with like the limited fuel we have from the Sunwell. And, and like you all have agendas and stuff like that. This is all inspired by what I really <laughs> want to do. Like with like light, I want to do the same idea, but at the, the solar system level, and then the factions are run by other people, like even the enemy factions, and they're all deciding where like the Corvus are moving or where the Ruin are moving, like to which planets. And then like there's like a weekly faction turn. You see how that's going on. And then the like the then you have the weekly game that deals with the updated map and the the sparks or the beacons do a thing and that updates the map. You go do the weekly faction thing and you rotate it like that. So I wanna get like a West March's thing that is, yes, the individual group that is like out on the mission, like decides that stuff. But there's also yeah. like the background, like we've got like channels in Discord for the factions that you only have access to your faction stuff, and you all are scheming and talking about the shit that you want to do. <laughs> That's really cool. It would require, and this isn't me saying don't do this. It would require a lot of people to pull off like cool faction stuff, right? Um, yeah, this Discord has marches in it. <laughs> um, nice. <laughs> Admittedly, um, this is not, like, a unique idea. I've seen somebody else do it. Um, that person is a shitty person, and I don't want <laughs> to talk about yeah. that. But... Yeah, very fair. But, you have to tell me who it is later, because yeah. I'm wondering. But, uh, um... <laughs> but I have seen it successfully pulled off in a cool way before, and so I want to just steal from this person and be like well i'm not a shitty person so i'm gonna do this now <laughs> yeah you should we should just find cool things shitty people did and reclaim them i'm for that right. so uh someone asked like what are the faction mechanics are like and so the faction mechanics from the thing that i saw and so this is the thing i would have to create these mechanics but the, the faction mm -hmm. mechanics are borrowed from um stars without number so okay. stars without number is all about having like a randomly generated like galactic sector and the factions and everything oh oh i didn't recognize your name i'm so bad i'm so bad at recognizing <laughs> like i have to put you on my cheat sheet right now because i have my cheat sheet of twitch oh, names. i love that you still have that oh yeah <laughs> i had to update it last night because i was talking somebody was talking had great ideas and i was like i feel like i know you by another name <laughs> uh <laughs> so stars without number 
has this like faction style thing built into it that the GM does all on their own. Uh, so like you have the galactic sector and the maps and the, the factions that you've built and much like in blades or anything where there's like kind of clocks running in the background with agendas, you are moving around these factions and like stars without number has like actual rules for like money that you generate and you like buy actual units that move around on a galactic map sort of thing. Oh, that's so cool. Um, it's very cool. And so I stole that and I did it in my Dungeon World campaign with players years and years and years ago. And it was very fun. Everybody chose a faction that was totally unrelated to the party and they got to see the map change based off of this stuff. Now, I don't think I want to use the same rules because they're so different than how Nova and Light work. But maybe that's yeah. o- but maybe that's okay, right? Like maybe I feel like Nova and Light are both, like, rules light enough that doing something, like, really heavy with the factions would almost feel, like, antithetical to the design of the game. Mm. Um, which is to say there's probably, like, a really cool way to, like, resolve this in one secret role per faction. Yeah. At the end of the week. Um, there's almost, like, a... I feel like you could almost steal a page out of a uh, apocalypse world style, mm. like levels of a success or like choose a number of things that are true about the thing you're trying to do. Like, uh, you know, there's no blowback. Uh, you're able to do it quickly. You don't lose many units sort of thing. Right. Like Where it would still enable a lot of faction play and people could still have a lot of say over what they did, but it would also be resolved without a million mechanics. Right. That's that's what I'm kind of thinking. So like it would be cool like like the factions in the city are fine, but I think ultimately like they aren't at like war with one another. Like they want mm-hmm. relatively the same thing which is to survive because the world sucks. But yeah. like it would be cool I think to have like a faction that is sort of like city and then like the enemy factions from Nova or the enemy factions from Light, right? right? That are moving mm-hmm. around. So like a small group of people are just responsible for the lunar cultists and the scheming that they are doing between missions and stuff like that. And another group is responsible for some sort of... A future war cult and there. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> right? Some sort of, like, macro-level scheming going on. Some sort of puppet puppet mastery, but they're all trying to pull the same string, so it doesn't all... It doesn't work, right? Like... Mm-hmm. Everyone's trying to pull the, the same strings, and they all have slightly different approaches to it. And yeah, it's it's a really interesting concept for like giving players control of that bit. It to me, honestly, like in my head, it it makes it's easier for me to. Oh, Brandon's here! Excellent. Yeah. Um, it's easier to imagine this in my head with light because light has like the distinct city factions, but it has the distinct enemy factions, and it has an existing map of sorts with like the solar system with Mm -hmm. nova if i wanted to do this i would need to like make like an abstracted hex map and be like so here's like the city that you're all building and like the rough idea of territories around it it's not it's not like it's undoable but like light is already divided up so cleanly like that that it just makes more sense which probably like you know within extremists you've got the different 
celestial bodies that people are moving around. Yeah, it, that's the good thing. Amusingly, the same person did both the light and an extremist maps. Uh, in MV did both. Yeah, MV did both. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, there could be a really interesting thing with like a uh, sort of like planetary hex map for something like Nova, where you know players are competing over specific hexes, maybe with like even different resources within them. Yeah, like, give people some sort of extra reason to actually want the things they want. Um, I think that's so. I think that's the tricky thing, right? Like, like, or that's the thing that you need to do with with Nova is to make their make like incentive for the factions to try and move around this territory in the first place. So that's partially why I want to do like the the lunar shard thing because like the lunar shards are an asset that like everybody covets because they are some sort of powerful source of magic yeah. fuckery. Um, such that even if you were the faction that's in charge of the haze dwellers, which are like the the beasts and the monsters, like they still want that stuff too. So like, um, you have like an incentive. So I like this idea of like resources or something like that that are each territory has something that it provides or something like that that you want to hold it because it gives you some benefit during the faction turns that that moves you closer to your faction's goals. Yeah. No, that's really good. It's, but, like, it's all, like, it's all very nebulous. It's all very, like, abstracted out. And I I got to figure out, like, what is interesting? What's most interesting? What should translate to the page? And then, like, I don't know. I haven't figured that, any yeah, of that out. I love that early idea about, like, the Discord with the different channels and, you know, having to actually join a faction and only seeing, like, what's happening in your faction. That's very good. Um, competing over the resources is very good. It's just like actually making all of that a mechanic, <laughs> right? Exactly. Like what? Are, what are what are the actual gears that make all of that turn in a way that exactly like you said is is not like antithetical to the vibe the design of, of the rules light game, <laughs> right? Which are both these like get in there, get in the action sort of thing. Like you have three attributes that describe the way you do things. Like maybe that makes sense as a thing to translate to the factions, like attributes yeah, by which the actually. factions try to accomplish their goals through force through through cunning through cunning yeah. and then like through like i don't know like negotiate like you know through like diplomacy or something like that mm -hmm. like maybe that's an interesting way of doing it is to just make a lumen faction turn game that or lumen faction turn tech that can then get translated to both of these games this is gonna sound like just a wild pull here real fast yes. but um unplaytested did a game on their podcast um bring me the head of the earthling sigourney weaver was the name of the game <laughs> and it's all about your aliens who come to the planet earth um to like you know extract some resource or do some sort of evil and you're stopped by sigourney weaver um it's like a play to lose game, but there's this whole thing in it with um, like choosing multiple like adjectives that describe your alien race. So, you know, um, they're like greedy. So, you, you know, it sort of colors both the sort of resources they want, how they're willing to get them, like this list of adjectives. And I wish I had it on this computer so I could pull it up. <laughs> but um, there's some like. I've played the game easily four times now, um, and there's um, right. 
some like good stuff in there that I could see sort of expanding on, but it does the whole multi-factions turn thing really well because as the game goes on, the aliens die off and you become Earth celebrities instead. So you know, the first person who dies becomes Sigourney Weaver and they have all of the abilities Sigourney Weaver's had from any movie she's been in. Um, and then that happens, yeah, as anyone else dies, you know, the next person uh, chooses to be like LeVar Burton um, and they know everything LeVar Burton knew. Um, in Holy any movie shit. you've ever been in. It's <laughs> such a fun game. I'm always telling people about it. But um, it legitimately does some interesting things with just, like, creating the, like, alien force and determining, like, the sorts of resources they want, how they get them. And it has, like, a really interesting dice system. And I'm <laughs> struggling to remember it offhand. But it's essentially, like, you're rolling a number of D6s and sixes are successes and, like, you know, like, different number ranges mean different things for it. Um, and they can affect your specific faction of aliens within it different ways and stuff like that. Um, and it's both rules light and flexible enough that I'm, I'm thinking about it now, like, huh, this could actually work really well as a faction mechanic. Yeah. Okay. Is it, do, do they post their stuff up on itch? I think they do, right? Like it all yes, goes up they to do. itch, right? So yeah, I'll find it and post it in the chat here yeah. a second down that link because i definitely want to check that out that sounds interesting it's also just a wildly good game that more people need to pay attention to uh, i think i'm the only one who's ever played it <laughs> or like the only group who's ever played it right. not for uh their specific stream <laughs> right that sounds awesome i want to check that out so yeah i want to do this west marches thing i had to figure out what to do about it obviously I'm a little all over the place with the, uh, oh, you sent me the link. Oh, yeah, I was on my phone. It just hit me that I couldn't send it from my phone to the Twitch chat, so I sent it to Discord so I could send it to Twitch. Oh, um, perfect. Excellent. Real 3D the, chess maneuvers the, here. The way we do <laughs> technology. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm excited to, like, tinker with this. I think what I've always found is these ideas live in my head, and then they don't manifest in any interesting way until I actually start talking out loud about them. So, like, just literally sitting here talking out loud with you has helped a bunch in terms of making some of this stuff manifest. West yeah. Marches in a faction module sounds like really great supplements. Yeah. Yeah, right? Doesn't it sound like a cool thing to add to your game? I mean, Keegan has nailed it already. What's the name of the in, the in Extrema supplement? Let me, let me put that link in chat. Um... You know, I renamed it before I put it out, and Perfect. now I never remember the name of it. Um, Season of Discovery! For... Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'm going to put it in chat I here. Use the Destiny-style Season of Adjective. Right. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I, I, um, I agree. Those the are specific cool. touch point on that one uh, was Mass Effect 3 does, like, a weird... has, like, the planetary readiness thing where you're taking on missions and a bunch of them are weirdly time-gated and the game just doesn't tell you. Right, 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 right. And that sort of changes what the final approach to the uh, end of the game looks like. But, like, it does the so the same sort of thing I was trying to emulate there. So I think it's very funny that I did it and everyone's like, oh, yeah, like, Band of Blades. Like, oh, huh, yeah, like, yes. the game I've definitely read that everyone loves so much. Definitely like that. <laughs> <laughs> The number of times I reference Band of Blades 
whenever I'm designing stuff is ridiculous. I know Jeremy Gage loves Band of Blades a lot too. Jeremy and I yeah, always I was say, talk about it. You and Jeremy it. are always <laughs> talking about Band of Blades. And I'm always like, damn, I should read it. I'll definitely read it. It's up there with uh, Blades in the Dark where it's like a game I know I should have read by now. Oh, you haven't read Blades either? <laughs> <laughs> I've never read Blades. I've never read Band of Brothers. I've uh, barely read Apocalypse World. I just like don't read a bunch of uh, you know foundational RPG texts. That's fine. You don't need to read any of it. <laughs> I barely read Apocalypse World too. I, I like two as in as well. Also Apocalypse mm-hmm. World too. Is that a second, thing? second? They made like a, sec- <laughs> a second edition. Oh yeah, yeah. The one that uh, oh, I forgot what it's called. But yeah, no, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, very funny to have not read a bunch of things because everyone's always like, oh, Fanta uses like the same dice system that like Apocalypse World uses. And I'm like, it does? <laughs> I think you mean Apocalypse World uses Fanta's system. <laughs> I've never heard of it. I've played Dungeon World once four years ago. Like, it's fine. I know. There you go. I know the design well enough, I think. <laughs> once you once you get one, you're you're good. You're good to go. Yeah. Okay, so this West Marches thing, I think, makes a little more sense in my head, having spoken to you about it. I dig this. I dig this. Yeah, this is a cool idea. Now, like, here's here's what will happen. This will either be something that I, like, fever dream right in a weekend, or you won't hear from me about this for, like, three months. And then I'll be like, and now I'm finally doing this thing. Oh, that's so much better than me, because I'll talk about something endlessly and then just never do it. (laughs) 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 The number of games where I've started them and been like, yeah, I'm really into this design, I'm doing the stuff I love, and then just been like, it's never going to materialize. Oh, Dan, that's a really... I mean, I agree, Dan, that Band of Blades is... Like, I think it's too heavy for running it as written. I think there's really cool, interesting tech... But just like Blades in the Dark, there's like you can slim that shit down. You can you can slice and like I I just started playing uh what is probably my fifth Blades in the Dark campaign now, uh a couple weeks ago with a friend of mine who's played it multiple times with me and a friend who has never played it before, and I just don't include most of the rules. Like, I, I just slice away so much tech from Blades because that person's never played a role-playing game before. They just need the essentials. They jump in. They get the idea, right? You can still capture the idea without most of the stuff. Fear the bunny man for literally two years. I will finish it one game, Dave. Uh-huh. It, uh-huh. it keeps switching systems. It keeps like getting like big notes in my head and then I'll write down like two pages and I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. Right. I'll come back to it in six months. <laughs> Kiki, what else are you like excited about these days? What are you are you reading anything? Is anything I mean you just said that you're not reading the seminal text. So what are you? I'm not you reading, reading the seminal text. Um truly nothing. I I just listen to a lot of podcasts. Nice. I, I've, um, I've been working my way through the last episode of the call-in show because I wasn't able to watch it live because it was mm. when I teach. But so glad that Adam and Jeremy are back doing call-in show stuff again. Yeah, it's exciting to see them. I didn't know they were coming back. I just got like a twing, uh, Twitch ping the other day. Like, what? That's a. It's been months. Yeah. Nice to hear them back, but. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think they're doing they're doing this cool format where it's like every other week, one week they do the, just like a chill hangout kind of like this, and then the next week is like the call-in show. They alternate back and forth. So that's cool. Oh, that has to be so much less stress than doing the actual call-in show every week. Right. Because that was just like a super heroic amount of work. Yeah, exactly. Um, I have no interest in doing the, anything like that. No, the call-in show Discord's wild with like the waiting room and then like getting pulled into the call and then like getting kicked out, like having to stay muted. And it just seems like a headache to upkeep. More power to them, but it seems like a headache. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Spunkius. I like that name. It's a fun name. Possibly somebody that I know by another name. Who knows? Twitch is, Twitch is like that. Well, is there anything else that you're like excited about or you're working on or anything like that? You said Dungeon Delvers. That's cool. Yeah, I'm very excited about Dungeon Delvers. We've been doing this thing with, um, we have this post-Dungeon Fantasy group on Discord that is uh, me, Jim Room Games, and Brandon Leon Gambetta. We're all working on um, what we're calling post-Dungeon Games, but they're like, uh, like what if D&D style settings were modern? Those are three very awesome sets of people slash uh designer groups right there yeah it's a really cool group um we're just like endlessly hyping each other's works so i'm very excited about bdtv coming out and they're all they all share like a sort of cinematic universe nice um <laughs> yes i'm up oh top, yeah i Keegan guess it is above <laughs> i'm below gila is below <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's been very fun um it's been very fun to share a sort of game universe with a bunch of people. Like, we've decided that High Magic Low Lives, Rad Crawl, and Dungeon Delvers TV are all in the same, like, they're, they're the same planet, they're the same world. Um, nice. And that's just been, that's just been cool design work. It feels like working in a, like, much bigger pool, but not having, like, and not having to come up with a million things, but, like, it's all there if I want it. <laughs> That's oh yeah, cool. also Carly Rae Jepsen's there. We've decided Boy Problems, at, uh, the Carly Rae Jepsen RPG, nice. is uh, also in the universe, but I don't know if Colin knows that yet. <laughs> Expanded cinematic universes for role-playing games needs to be more of a thing. The Because mm -hmm. we already talked earlier about our Lumen cinematic universe of sorts, or our Lumen universe. Yeah, this is that idea just sort of expanded. Like, nice. Um, there, there's some there's some talk about like moving people from one game to another game as the things they're doing sort of change. Because um, Rad Crawl's very like dungeon sports, so it's a lot of um, like Blood Bowl style games. Um, so you know, if, if the players want to do sports, move into like Rad Crawl. If we're just doing like dungeons we're sort of moving into dungeon delvers.tv if we're doing you know if we're like breaking into rich people's houses to steal their god <laughs> artifacts we're moving into high magic low lives um but it lets uh it, it, we have very much designed the games at this point where like characters can move across games pretty easily that's just been fun work <laughs> that's super cool i love that i want more of that I don't know how to make that happen, but I want more of that. Because yeah. like I I like playing campaigns and stuff like that, which I, I better like playing campaigns if I'm gonna run a West Marches thing here in a little bit. <laughs> but, Actually I hate campaigns. I don't know why I'm doing <laughs> Right. Like I also just prefer to do like a bunch of different stuff. So like being able to jump from one game to the next sounds awesome to me. 
a clover cam has been redeemed. Uh, yep, yep. She is camouflaged on that chair over there. I don't know if you can see her curled up in a little ball. She is. Come here. Oh, yeah. That's the I'm just going to use your Do uh, it. thing to show off my dog, too. Uh, here's Data. She, you want she? I can definitely aim these two things at the same time. <laughs> if I tried to bring Clover over here, she just simply would not listen. She I, yeah, I kept a bag of treats. Um, it is like, next to me just to call her. Over. It is like Clover Camel. Like our whole apartment is just beige and tan and boring as fuck. So like nobody. I have so many shoes. Oh, <laughs> Kate's collection of shoes is. <laughs> a, a, it's a it's a conversation starter, is what it is. I believe that. I can't. I'm, I can't judge it. My shoes look a lot like that. I've got like how many pairs of boots can one person own? I have like two pairs of shoes, and then Kate has oh, more than two. I've, I think five pairs of Doc Martens. It's a problem. <laughs> My brother collects sneakers, so like he's a sneakerhead, and then Kate mm -hmm. collects that. <laughs> so there's no getting away from it. For no, me. right? And they they sit together. They talk about like their latest finds, and I'm just sitting here like. I don't know. Have you read In Extremis? And then they look at me like I'm some sort of nerd. God, I have so many RPGs and stuff down here. It's uh, because the problem is my roommate really likes RPGs and board games. My husband really likes RPGs and board games, and I'm like, I like RPGs, mm. but like, I have this bookshelf is full of them. Uh, that bookshelf's full of them. That bookshelf's full of them. That bookshelf's full of them. And then under the table, there's more. And then over there, there's another bookshelf that's full of them. Um, and then there's uh, two whole bookshelves upstairs that are also full of RPGs. That's games. amazing. I can't... It's too many. It's too many. <laughs> I can't wait to have more space to put my shit somewhere that isn't just in random boxes right now, which is what it is right now. It's it becomes a problem when you're like, oh well, we're out of space, so let's buy more shelving units to put more things on instead of just like downsizing somewhat. Downsizing or not buying as much because that's not an option. <laughs> yeah, and the the big problem is like my husband works at a board game and like RPG store, he works uh, like a, <laughs> a little indie store, so he gets a like wild employee discount on everything. That's it's like locally owned so it's just like we're not like really looking to profit off our employees here which is great but also it means like well this didn't really cost anything so we might as well buy it um that's pretty cool that's pretty cool yeah i Don't guess you, you sell your stuff at that sh <laughs> at that store too right that's neat yeah but we do sell um in extremist they sold out of recently but um by an extremist there which is cool sweet <laughs> Well, Keegan, this has been a pretty fun coffee break. I'm out of coffee. Yeah, this was great. And I'm, I, I still have coffee, but I drink very slow. I drink, I drank that quickly because it tasted horrible, and I just needed to get it over with. It's the only coffee I had left here, so I'll, it's this, it's my least favorite, and I haven't replaced my coffee, so I just drank the bad stuff. My husband has like a big coffee grinder and stuff that I'm just terrified of, so just concentrate over here. <laughs> My my so my friend Mike who works uh, he's like does the art for Slayers yeah. yeah he used to work for a local roastery here in Chicago and uh he was a graphic designer for them and so he was just my constant coffee hookup like every week 
he would just be like, here's five more pounds of whatever bean that you want this week. And it's just like, I'll never get through it. But I had just pantries full of coffee beans and all the different gizmos and everything like that. But he doesn't work there anymore. So now I have like, I have to actually get my coffee like a real person. Which sucks. Oh, no, that's too much coffee. People just really seem to like doing a lot of work is what my... yeah. Like, I can't imagine making coffee for, like, two hours to eight... I'm sorry, you said eight, eight hours. Eight hours for, for my Kyoto drip, I'll have you know. Yeah, like, I'll put food in a crock pot. That's, like, as close to eight hours from cooking as I'm doing. So, like, it's not, not like, active work right. to drip coffee. It just feels like it to me. Mike works for a cannabis company now and doesn't mm. have the same hookup, which I was really disappointed. I was assuming I'd get the same I was like, what a before. good hookup. It no. is. They uh they Damn. take that shit very seriously, uh, so bummer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that feels right. Damn. I know. Come on, Mike. <laughs> oh well. Well, Keegan, this was a blast. Uh, yeah, this has been great. Why don't you for for folks who are are watching, uh, shout out your stuff so that we can so that we can put like some I'll put some links out on the in the chat for folks and yeah tell people what you are who you are what you what you're up to. Yeah, I have and will continue to be Keegan EXE. Uh, you can still find me at KeeganEXE.com or at KeeganEXE, basically anywhere online. And I have uh, DungeonDelvers.tv, my uh, post-dungeon fantasy role-playing game coming out um, on the 14th. Uh, it might just be for pre-orders on the 14th, but it's coming out in some form on the 14th. Wow, one week, one week. Yeah, uh, no stress. <laughs> no stress whatsoever none um yeah and then i'll be i'm streaming dungeon delvers tv on the 14th at um the plus one exp discord uh twitch and then we're streaming it again on the 20th uh for uh tpk's the top shelf season finale and yeah that's um that's it for me i think very exciting very exciting uh, speaking of streams on the 14th, Coffee Break is something that I'm going to try and do every Sunday. So next Sunday, the 14th, I'm sitting down with Dan Phipps, who is here in chat right now. Dan and I are going to talk. In clips of the Gym Room Games of, Discord. Of Gym Room, exactly. <laughs> uh, no idea what Dan and I are going to talk about. I think Dan sent me something about video games. Who knows? We'll talk. We'll figure it out when we talk, but it'll be very fun. Yeah, sure. Uh, and then I think after that, uh, I'm talking with Riley, which is very exciting because I've been using Riley's markout tech for a game that I started brainstorming last night. So that's me in terms of my stuff. Other, otherwise, find me on Twitter. I don't have time to promote stuff. Well, we'll... <laughs> this is the I... only week I'm promoting. Right, my stuff is out <laughs> Normally there. Normally I'm like, just don't find me. We're good. <laughs> right. What is a video game? That's what Dan Phipps and I will spend an hour trying to figure out. What is a video oh, game? We've had this discussion. It's a question. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I'm canceling coffee break. All right. Well, thanks Sorry, so Dan. much. Thanks so much, Keegan. Thanks to everybody who uh, watched. This was a blast. Uh, I had a great time. What a great way to, to start the Sunday. Hope you all have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, wherever it is you are. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.